1: A very warm welcome to the first Blakey's Bootroom podcast of the new year. Plenty to talk about after that great start to 2017 with victory over Aston Villa. Nathan Blake here as usual and Phil Smith may be gone, but we've gone straight to the top for a replacement. Head of Sport Paul Abandonato joins us. How are you both? Very well, thank you. Happy New Year to everybody. Happy New Year to you, gentlemen. Indeed, it was a very happy New Year, of course, with that uh, 1-0 victory over Villa, Paul. Warnock described it as, as the best performance by a mile under him, uh, would you go along with that? Well, I
2: don't know if it was by a mile, but they certainly eradicated the, the defensive flaws that um, littered previous Warnock games, particularly the Barnsley game at home. Um, I do think it was a... it was a, There were pre-match, not pre-match, during the match, they had um, adverts on the big screen, which which um, talked about a previous quote that Neil Warnock said about this is my kind of club, my kind of people. And I thought how apt that was as I watched that game. It was a real war in Cardiff City fans dovetailing t- dove as one. It was a blood and thunder game. The passion, the commitment, the sort of stuff Cardiff fans want from their team. It wasn't pretty, Nath, was it? It wasn't pretty no. at all. You know, the best football was played by Jack Grealish, who I thought, despite the flack he got, I thought, looked the best player on the pitch to me. But he was... Um, you know, that, that was part of the day for me. It was the way the Cardiff fans and the Cardiff players and the Warnock's tactics sort of almost rallied around to stop the Grealish threat, mm. um, put him off his game. And I just think it was a game that showed what... It, that I, it sort of typified exactly what Neil Warnock meant when he said, this is my type of club, my kind of people. It was exactly the sort of performance Cardiff City fans expect from their team. Uh was exactly that the sort of performance Neil Warnock expects from his team. It was 1-0. Um, wasn't pretty. But crikey, it was a wonderful game of football to watch, despite that, the atmosphere, the intensity, the commitment. Mm. It made for a great 90 minutes, I thought. Yeah. Mm.
1: What did you make of that greelish treatment, Blakey? Steve Bruce said he was kicked out of the game. I think he spent 90 minutes throwing I his said, arms in the air, uh,
0: whinging, wasn't he? I think Steve Bruce... Uh, a player of his calibre should know better. Really, he, mm. he, to be fair,
1: he, he did say Grealish shouldn't be moaning
0: as much as he. Right, does. I, that, that, no, that's more like a, a Steve Bruce quote because he was an odd player himself. Mm. And um, you know, if there's a, as a player on the opposition who's a threat, then you um, you tend to target him. And um, it was clear that the uh, the tactic of putting Saul Bamber in that number six role, the deeper midfield role, you know, worked massively in Cardiff's advantage to Cardiff's advantage. And um, you know, like Paul says, I, I think I don't think it was, it wasn't what you'd say is pretty. But you know, you've got to accept you're bottom four, bottom five. Mm. Haven't played well for a, a good part of the season. I don't expect them to be, you know, twenty passes a goal sort of thing. But I do expect, as a minimum, a lot of passion and uh, you know, a lot of fight and you know they go hand in hand with Neil Warnock's teams mm. you know which was which was evident yesterday and I think um, I think one thing you'd say is Cardiff just outfought them yesterday all the way in every area of the pitch you know whether it was the strikers whether it was the wingmen young Kadim Harris thought he put a great shift in yesterday mm. um, I thought Gunnison again Bamba those two mm. you know they're they're uh, of the Americans say MVPs for me, most valuable player this season. They, they were tremendous. And uh, young Bri- uh, Brian Murphy, I call him young, but he's not <laughs> Brian Murphy. Oh, yeah, he, he, I thought he made some really important saves at some vital time. So, uh, yeah, it was just a great performance. I thought mm. and a crowd. I thought the Villa fans were brilliant minds, mm. they bought a, a good school, and um, the Cardiff fans, it was, it was just. It was, just a, it was a beautiful day proper football it was just a proper football <laughs> match is what you look forward to mm. over, over Christmas you know
1: yeah yeah that, that Bamba midfield role then Paul was that a one off to deal with Grealish or is that the way forward do we think
2: well it's an interesting one I mean when when the on on the screens down in the in the sort of uh, foyer areas if you like um before the game, they, they put the Cardiff City line-up there and they had three centre-backs there. I don't know if you saw that, Nate, but I was the screens where they had that. Yeah. They had Bamba playing with Manga and with um, Sean Morrison. So that was the presumption that he was playing five at the back. Yeah he fooled everybody, didn't he? And he's, yeah, and then suddenly when you see Bamba lining up in the, in the centre of midfield, you think, oh, this won't last, you know. But no, he stayed there for the game. It was He was a colossus. He, he, he won every header that came his way. He put in some incredible tackles. Yeah. There was there was one instant near the end where Greedish where Freakit was given for a for a well, foul like right yeah. that. I, I thought yeah. Bamba, when I was look I thought it was a foul at first. When I looked it back on T V in the no, evening, it was a fantastic tackle. Mm. He has these long Extra long, long limbs, legs, you, know? <laughs> um, you you can imagine a Neil Walnut team set up with <clears throat> with that sort of personnel there, mm. but You can't expect him to suddenly dribble past three players and create like like some of the teams that would come out against in the Championship. Um, So
0: I don't know is the honest answer. You were so disciplined, John Bamba. I watched him for about 10 minutes uh, in the second half and there was a a moment where I think it was al went down the left and he, he left Grealish and went, slid him out of touch. And then I thought, oh, he's going to lose focus here. I was watching him. I thought he's going to lose focus and concentrate on Ad Bong oh. But He never. He just went back to his mm. position, hold midfield, 10 yards away from Grealish. Grealish got the ball, bang, he was on him, edge of the box. Play developed again. Grealish was, what, about eight yards outside the box. First man to engage him again, Bamba. And, uh, you know, I think, I think Grealish got, just sick and tired of being marked out, and like Paul says, he's got such long limbs when you think you're away from him, this gadget leg comes out and just you know tends to nick the ball away. So I just thought he was he was superb yesterday. But what I would say Played is, in that position, it, it wasn't mm. just
2: about Bamba, I mean, he has an absolute <coughs> dog of war next to him, and Aaron Gunnison, who was magnificent, mm. I thought, throughout the shift he put in makes a folly of the fact that Aaron Gunnarsson wasn't being picked before Neil <laughs> Warnock came and I remember sitting... Well,
0: it, it makes a folly of the fact he's being picked as a number 10 Paul yeah. in, in uh, by Paul Trollope at times. He's, you know, you've seen him in the Euros. He is a midfield battler. You know what I mean? If you're going to play him anywhere, which is specialised, you play him in the deeper role, not the mm-hmm. number 10 role because he's not someone who's going to go past... P- he's not like Grealish then. Yeah. You know, he's not got that in the locker but what he's got is organisation, tackling ability, and a drive from midfield, which, you know, second to none, really, in the form he's in. So to a degree,
2: you had Bamba, um, Gunnarsson, and to a lesser degree, Joe Riles. You almost have three dogs of war in the centre of midfield there. You can imagine Neil Wannock team setting up like that. Neil Wannock would have liked that, that Mm. clean sheet. Wasn't a coincidence the mm-hmm. protection they gave to the back for. let Let's not beat about the bus. Jack Grealish is a damn good player. A couple of his runs were sublime yeah, yesterday, absolutely really? sublime. And Cardiff had to had to deal with foul means as well as fair. To be brutally honest, mm-hmm. to, to stop him. Mm-hmm. And and I come back to what I said at the start. The fans played their part in that. I, I remember when Crystal Palace came down here for a for a big league cup semi final the fans really got on Wilfred Zaha's back and mm. tried to put him off his game. And, and by his stands he had a poor game that night. I think if memory serves me right. Like Darcy Blake marked him out of the match... Um, and it's a good learning curve. It was a good learning curve for Zaha, and it will be for Grealish as well because he won't get that sort of treatment at many grounds, I don't mm. think, Nate. You know, he really got it in the next yesterday. Uh, he did. He got and, hammered. And make no mistake, Grealish is a real threat. So Cardiff fans played their part in that victory yesterday. Yeah. No doubt about that at all.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. a couple of people have already suggested to me that, this morning that the Cardiff midfield look more dynamic, stronger without Peter Whittingham. How many times <laughs> do we come back to this conversation? I mean, you know, it's, it's
0: it's it's an old it's a it's an old saying. I've always said, you know, I think Wits is someone who's at an age now where you definitely don't get rid, you keep him, but he's kind of like, that's you know, he's not a rough diamond, he's a diamond do you know what I mean? Mm. So you you play him when need be and in positions where needed and that for me is either in that six quarterback role or that number ten kind of role or the advanced midfielder but again it depends on your opposition I think what you've seen yesterday in Bamba going into that midfield was now that gives Neil Warlock options to be able to move people around, not just central mm-hmm. midfielder, but you've got a centre-half now who can step into a number six role, which you could put Whittenham and Gunnison in there with, and totally free up Whittenham with real lack of responsibility mm. from a defensive point of view. So, you know, it gives you options, but then Peter's got to play his part Going forward, which he tends to more often than not. So, I just think um, no. The question of, of wits, you know, whether he'll get back in the team. Listen, if, you, if you've got a player who can pass the ball like him, tell me. You keep him. Yeah, yeah well, well, one,
1: Where do you stand on Whittingham then, folks? Obviously, he's out of contract. I know there's suggestions that he will be offered a, a new one, albeit at reduced terms. Whether he would want that or not, where, what do you think?
2: Do you know what I really don't know? <laughs> um, I really don't know. And I'm not, it's not like me to sit on the fence, but I agree with Nathan as much as I love he pervades the football. He's a beautiful passer of the ball. But equally, if if Wits plays, the team is static. One paced almost. Mm. He's not going to drive past three players or anything like that the way a Grealish would from the centre of midfield. Um, so I don't know so do you play wits as a 10 no because I think you need a little bit more
0: from your 10 than he offers these mm-hmm. days um, I see him like a I I see him right almost exactly the same like as I see Fabregas for Chelsea he's not someone who's going to be a tackler but as for passing and playing he he's he's, he's hard to get better than in a forward position so I would play him like how Chelsea play Fabregas alongside Matic. I would play him alongside a beast like Gunnison as two holding midfielders. Gunnison may be a bit more advanced, so that gives Whittingham space to 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 work in that you know that final third line to open up defenses because if you remember I think it was last season or the season before we were saying he was being used in a defensive midfield role. And then over the course of 90 minutes, he would move forward into midfield centrally and then move forward in a bit further advanced the number 10 role. So he would get the team playing and then end up trying to help the team win the game. Mm. So he would go from one deep midfield to the most advanced midfield all in 90 minutes. The that's kind of doing it all in, in one because he's not a box-to-box player. But I think now... I agree with Paul. I'd say I don't think he's got the legs to be a number ten because you do need that drive and get away in that busy sort of attacking mode. But I still think, as a as a passer from you know a deeper central midfield role, I think you know I, I still think he's probably the best in the league.
2: But it's interesting that because Fabregas isn't a regular in the Chelsea team anymore, is he? Whereas he was an no. absolute shoe in before. Mm. Um, we're saying that Wits is not a regular in mm. the Cardiff team anymore, which would be unthinkable. Couple of years ago, I think in you know thinking about it now, there's probably not a player who divides opinion as much as Whittingham amongst the fan base. There are some who sit around who I speak to, mates of mine, who, who just don't want to be anywhere near that size. Mm-hmm. Um, there are others who won't have a bad word said about him mm-hmm. for the very reasons that you mentioned there yeah. about his passing skills. But it's
0: understanding, it, not understanding. Fans understand the game. It, it, <laughs> it's 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 a bit maamite, isn't it? You yeah. know, and and what you've got to think is. What I don't get from him, does it outweigh what I do get from him? And I would say no. What you do get from him, as in set pieces and passing ability and goals, let's be fair, he has got a decent goals record, I think totally outweighs the fact that you don't get the dog, you don't get that 10 yards closing down, pressing. But you adjust your tactics and your midfield players so that you have got that, that's how the game is now. Hence why you can play Sol Bamba as a holding midfielder, which no one's seen coming. No. If, if anyone, if we had discussed that before the game, we would have said, don't be so stupid, he can't play that role. Well, he's just been chucked in at the deep end and, and, and proven he can. But if you ask Sol Bamba to pass the ball yesterday, did you see him make a pass over twenty five yards? I did once, and I was about to <laughs> say, "There a show. you go, there Right, but right, once,
2: that's right, the right at the start of the game, <laughs> he sort of broke up play yeah. on the tunnel side of the ground. If you see what I mean, yeah. Suddenly came forward and looked looked to the left and drilled a 50 yard
0: diagonal ball like, diag. towards most, I most, was shocked most I centre ask them, can ping a good diag. they can <laughs> they can, they can. It's, it's, it's without saying but like yeah. you said you kind of answered it for me by saying I did once yeah. do you know what I mean in 90 minutes so that, that's what I mean if if that was written I mean, you'd say I've I seen him ping like 15 great balls in 90 minutes which so end ask, up in probably four or five opportunities. Let me yeah. ask this question then, mm-hmm. right?
2: Given it was a dogs-of-war approach yesterday and the three midfielders with their work rate and their tackling and their closing down mm-hmm. were instrumental for the entire 90 minutes. I think They all yeah, stayed yeah. on the pitch, didn't they, right? Would Card have won that game with Whittingham instead of one of those three?
0: No, I don't think they would. But what I would say is, if Zahor's goal goes in, the one he hits the bar with, yeah. yeah, yeah. In the first half yeah. that was. Yeah. And then he had a second opportunity which he should have slotted right foot. The second half took yeah. too long, second half. And then you bring Whitnam on for the last fifteen minutes to really, really stretch teams and get your goal because goals four always count as a point. So I always say, right, that is you're three nil up, that would be the luxury time to bring Whittenham on. Or you're one 0 down you bring them on for the last 15, 20 minutes because you know if you get a free kick around the box, you've got every chance of him sticking in the net or your set pieces improve. So there's a way of utilising, Peter, as you do all players as they get older, if they have the quality. If they maintain the qualities, then I think there's a way that as a as a manager or a football club, you, you utilise, you kind of... You know, because they don't come along like that if, if I said to you okay if Wits is out who's your dead ball specialist who would we
2: say well they had a free kit yesterday didn't they who lined it out? was it Riles I can't remember now but yeah, yeah.
0: Um, they, well there's my point again you know Riles is not in the same see, league as Wits
2: no, no I mean that's interesting because no? Warnock, Warnock's teams and this this was part of the game again yes they set they will be a very set piece orientated side and so maybe Wits is delivery but then you can't just. I oh, used to say that David Beckham, you know, oh, who can cross the ball like mm. him, who can take a set piece mm. like him. There's again, there's an analogy to be made there, Darth Though it sounds mm. with with Whittingham. do you just pick him for your set piece? Yeah.
0: Well, I've always said you you can't just pick someone on a set piece. But what I say about Wits is, if you're, you know, because there have been, the last game I watched at City, he put in a bit of a shift as well, closing down or have you? But that's not his forte. Mm scores some nonchalant goals, great set pieces, and sprays the ball for fun. Right, so, you know, let someone else do the dogging of war. If you've got players who can't pass the ball, spray the ball, like Wits can. Mm. So Gunnison and Wits, they're almost a perfect follow for one another. Mm. One can spray it for fun. What you'd want is a bit more legs out of Wits, but that's what I say, is age comes into play, and you have to babysit them a bit. But, you know, you're never going to get... You see, Gunnison gets the round of applause from the fans because he wins every most tackles. He's getting about the pitch, getting about the pitch. And which you, you'll see. And then all of a sudden, Wits will pop up and go, bam! 70-yard pass and the crowd is just... You hear the, whoa. You know, it's the other side of the game. It's the skilled part as well as the fighting and the dog part. So, for me, I just think... Um, you know you can't no I would say you can't keep him in there just for set pieces yeah, no. yeah, yeah. but he does give I think this season and especially in the Warnock I think he understands that he's not king of the ring just because he's are Peter Wittenham he's going to have to put some a shift in as well beyond that so um, for me I, you know, I, I still think there's there's a lot in, in wits, if you use using and utilising in the right
1: way. Mm, certainly an interesting conundrum. It's a great debate. I'm sure debate. we're all convinced what the answer is, yeah. but we'll, uh, we'll see uh, where that one goes. Let's talk uh, strikers then. Let's talk uh, the revelation that is Kenneth Zahor. Uh, Paul, it wasn't that long ago, striker was the number one necessity in the January transfer market. Now we have Neil Warnock saying he doesn't really need a new frontline striker. Kenneth Zahor's saved him £1.5 Does that worry you, or do you uh, agree with that? Have you seen enough from him? Well,
2: it, it does worry me a bit because he's got to score goals and, you know, he's got to score goals on a regular basis and we still see the evidence of that. Mm-hmm. What I would say is that um, he shocked me. Um, I, I watched the highlights of the Brentford game on TV and I couldn't believe the pace that he showed to get away from their defence a couple of times. I don't think he had that in him. Against mm. Aston Villa then, he's holding the ball up superbly. He's putting a shift in that that Warnock will demand he's showing no little skill to be honest with you to get away from defenders on a couple of occasions at the risk of sounding daft he almost reminded me a bit of of a young Nathan Blake at times when I watched him in a Cardiff shirt not as good I must emphasise I'm (laughs) I'm glad you said that before he
1: said it Um,
2: (laughs) but there's just something there about him that I didn't think he had Mm. I really didn't Um, and it's been a pleasant surprise but is it is he flattering to deceive a bit, or is this the real cancer horror? Can think, he add goals to I, what I we're think, seeing? Yeah,
0: I think the one thing is goals for me, and the other thing is he's been here a long time, so to be shown this form this far in, okay, it, it, it's a it's pleasurable now, but it can't be for a month or two. Yeah, it's yeah. got to be right. You you've kind of one I asked, well, where's this form been?
1: Hmm. Yeah. Is it literally what you always talk about? A manager like Warnock who can just get into somebody's head and make it. It is,
0: John. I, I honestly believe that's what it is. It it's it's I think if you had had a an, an another kind of Paul Trollope or a, I think the personality hmm. is everything with Neil Warnock Because there's no there's no ifs, buts, ands, maybes. It's straight directly down the line tells you exactly how it is now if you want to play this is what you need to do if you don't do this you're not going to play Mm -hmm. there's not a case of and i think you've seen it in going back to wits you've seen wits step up his tempo of play and closing down because they knew under certain managers you can kind of get away with it you can do what you're good at and like, forget the other parts of the game because I don't really fancy the day well you're not going to get up with Warnock and he'll expose you and then you've got you know, Blackwell who will tell you exactly how it is and Jeppo, Ronnie Jepson will tell you exactly how it is and I think a lot of our players haven't been in that scenario for a long time mm. so it's kind of this is Why I say when a culture creeps in where the dressing room becomes more powerful than those who are leading it and I think that's what's happened at Cardiff for the last two or three seasons if I'm totally honest but now you are got a situation how a dressing room should look where the manager is the head guy Mm. and the team falling behind Mm -hmm. and you do everything you can for one your team yourself your manager your club your fans you put the lot in every week and I think what you're seeing from Zahor is just that he looks fitter much fitter and I've seen him since he's been at the club. And yeah, I, he hasn't surprised me. I always felt he had that about him because of his size and stature. And you can see he's not got a poor touch or anything when he played. Mm-hmm. He just seemed a bit disinterested, mm-hmm. kind of like wasn't in love with the club. And I think that's that's changed a bit now. And that's probably, I'm saying 99% sure that'd be down to the manager and what he said to him. And you're seeing, you know, the, the fruits of that now. Yeah. I, think he's, I think he's a very good player. I, I said on the programme a few weeks ago, he reminds me of Rondon mm. more mm. than a Nathan Blake. Mm. Yeah, because he is very, he's, he's direct. Yeah, he's strong, he's solid, he's good in the air. He brings people into play well. He's quicker than you think. And he can score a goal, but he's not going to be a one in two man. He's going to be a one in three or four kind of man. And I think, uh, you know, Neil Warnock saying he saved a million pounds. Yeah, probably saying near the three and a half million, probably. But, you know, it's not saved him. He's been here a long time. He's just doing his job. (laughs) Let's not forget that. Do you you know what I mean? So this, this consistency of how he's playing now continues throughout his contract, not this season or this month. It continues. Yeah. He's allowed to have a bad game. That happens. But that, that where he set the, the, the bar now he's got to be playing that sort of level 7, 8 out of 10 every week
2: mm. Do you know the Rondon analogy is a, is an interesting one because um, Nath wrote this in his uh, column for online and for the South Wales Echo a um, couple of weeks back and that very evening within hours of the column <laughs> going online Rondon scored a hat-trick against Swansea in about half an hour <laughs> and <laughs> people were saying oh When's when Zahora going uh, yeah, yeah. to score a Premier half of that, but you know what the um, the the thing that fascinated me and that this sort of backs up the points about that you're making about a manager getting into his head that at the final whistle yesterday Neil Warnock came on the pitch and started salu- you know, grabbing certain Cardiff players, mm. and I noticed he he had a special fist pump for Zahora more than any other player. Mm. So clearly. That, that indicates to me that they'd had a chat before the game, he wanted certain things from Zahora and he got it and he was letting him know that he got okay. it and then, and then within, within minutes he then goes into the press conference and talks about not needing a striker perhaps, oh, you know, so yeah. clearly something is... This mm. talent there, perhaps a better analogy is not is not Zahora and Nathan Blake, but Zahora and Rudy Gastard. You can see there's a raw talent there. Mm. Can that raw talent come out? And mm. um, we we saw it with Rudy Gastard with Cardiff, but he really flourished elsewhere more mm. than with Cardiff, didn't yeah. he? And he's now subject of a six million Middlesbrough bid, I think I might mm. say. Yeah. Um, will Zahora score goals? I'm mm. yet to be convinced
0: by that. Yeah. Um, so, I don't think he's. Look, look, I don't think he's a twenty-five a seasoned man but his size and stature and what he does he should be your 15 goal as a minimum alright so you know you're going to get 15 goals out of that striker over the course of 46 games that should be a player of his size stature quality in the air you know that's chicken fodder really so 15 goals as a bare minimum is where he should be saying right that Plus my assists and hold at play, that keeps me in the team. Then you have gotta have your other striker, or if you're playing a three-two wide man, they gotta be assisting in the same sort of figures. If you've got a striker, then you want him to be a 20, 25 goal a season man. So you're almost guaranteeing for the odd goals from your yeah. two front men.
1: Yeah. Do, do we, Paul? Do you think Warnock is just being a bit Warnock then when he says I don't need another striker? I'm just trying to build him up. You know can he really rely on just a few games what is essentially just a few games of good form will he be looking for a new man
2: probably probably will cardiff pay the sums of money mm. that are needed for a new man they're not really in a position to be able to do that no. at the moment
0: so i think, may, I, may think be, he may I think be doing as well it. it might be quite a, a shrewd game neal's playing yeah i think you might be saying it in order to like you say get into so he whore's head, right? But also he might be thinking, Well if I don't go with another striker and that saves me a million pound or realistically three million pounds, because you're not gonna get it'd be difficult to get someone from the lower leagues, um, who's gonna come straight in and banging goals for fun. Um, he's probably thinking that'll give me more chance to get in if I need a holding midfielder, or if I need another centre-back, or if I need a goalkeeper and a full-back, you know, it gives me, rather than going and saying, I need these five players, yeah, I can now go and say, I definitely need these three. A hundred percent. And I just don't, I don't think then the club could say, ah, oh, well, you know, they've got to get, they've got to back him. Which mm. I mean. I know financial fair play is going to play. Well, I think it's going pass. to play a significant
1: but There's already little undertones from what Warnock says, which suggests to me that they ain't gonna spend a penny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well,
0: I think I think what they I think what they've done and what they're aiming to do. If you look at what they've done with the twenty threes and certain players they've held on to, which again goes down to Cardiff's judgment as a mm. club um, and managers in the past and coaching staff and academy staff. You know, they, the judgment has been poor on players for a long time. And I think what he's done is come and said. Well, we're just carrying players for the sake of carrying them. So if we get rid of... I said, if you get rid of 12 players who are on a grand a week, oh, that's, that's, that's 12 grand a week you've just cut off your wage bill. You know, if you're bringing someone in at five, six, seven grand a week, you know, you're still way, way, way in a better position mm. than you already were. So rather than... You know, we've spoke about a few times on the programme about Cardiff having 50-plus players... You know, like to Chelsea. I speak to Eddie Newman, and he, he was like scratching his head, saying, "Like, what? What are you carrying so many players for? You know, that's Chelsea with twenty players out on loan around Europe, and even they were. He was like, that's, that's incredible for a championship club.' You know, so I think what they're doing is trying to re, you know, correct like the position, the, the, the structure of the club. You know, you can't carry. 30 odd players for the sake of carrying it. You know yeah. they have to be, you know either you potentially good enough to play in the first team, or right now they can play in the first team but they can get into the eleven.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay, really quickly, Paul. January transfer priority. If there are to be one or two players, what positions do they need to be? Goalkeeper still.
2: 100%. Brian Murphy um, had an outstanding game yesterday. I was directly behind his save from uh, I think it was like hole in the second half where you could actually see horse swerve the ball towards the far post. So I actually saw him fly through the air and put off an outstanding save. You made a couple of others as well. Again, though, you know, if Brian Murphy was that good, he would have been a regular in the team for a long time. Yeah. Um, so I think goalkeeper, I think what's happened this season has made us realise just how good David Marshall was mm. isn't it funny to think that Cardiff had Marshall and Tom Heaton on their books at the same time it is time, incredible you know, isn't it you know, and Marshall Burnley was, keeper going to yeah, England yeah Marshall it's... was the number one of those two but um, Heaton is, has been outstanding since mm. leaving you know since, mm. since joining Burnley um, how much did they get for him can't remember now. <laughs> combined, <laughs> <Not enough. laughs> combined I bet is no more than five um, mil. But Marsh, we took Marsh for granted. Um some of the saves Murphy made yesterday reminded me of Marsh at his best, to be honest with you. Um no, they need a goalkeeper, they need a big strong
0: side. I would say like a like a like a Mark Schwarzer, that kind of he's got that stature that you don't have to think as a defender, Am I okay behind me? It's, 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 I rest assured I'm fine. I know that he's going to pull off a save, come at the right time, organize right, and stuff like that. It's not just about, you know, saving mm. two or three shots in the game. Presence. It is about a presence, mate. Yeah, it's about that leadership. And I think if they could get someone who's maybe on the downward slope, not in performance level, but age, mm. because, you know, keepers, they their quality are. Between 38, 40, 41, even 42, they can still hold their own. I think if you can get that even just to the end of the season, I think that is a, is a bit of a priority for Cardiff. I think they also need a bit more flair going forward.
2: Um, yeah, they need pace, don't they? How this they fits, keep saying it. Yeah, how this fits into a Warnock team mantra at the moment, I'm not sure. Um, but I think they need something, somebody with real creativity as a 10 there who bosses the midfield and can just provide that cutting edge Mm. that Cardiff have lapped for some time, to be honest with you. Mm. Um, Somebody who can actually go past a couple of players in the centre of the pitch and create, you Mm. know, with a little visual pass, Mm. yeah. Uh, Maybe wing in a few shots from the edge of the box to score. Um, There's just something lacking there. But, is that a priority for Neil Warnock at the moment, given that he plays a very, more of a route one style of Mm. play? I'm not sure that that Mm. would fit in with his he does, like, he does
0: like he does like a um, he does like that one kind of Gym midfield luxury. GM yeah who can but he also likes someone who can bite a bit
2: yeah.
0: you know so like I would say like uh, if you asked him does he love uh, Grant Led better the Middlesbrough boy yeah that would be right up his alley he can control the pace of the game and put his foot in when he has to do you know what I mean and yeah uh, can pick a pass out of absolutely nothing. Mm. Uh, right, I look,
2: I look at players like Huruhan of Barnsley. Mm. I know he scored that one, the goal against Nottingham Forest, yes, but he, he's been outstanding this season. A real, mm. real diamond of a midfield player. I think is it Moy of Huddersfield, one right, who's on yeah. there the for Man City More, yeah. again. I'd love to see Cardiff have a player like that at the Because they're out there, midfield.
0: you know. I could put him. I could put Neil in touch with uh, Chelsea. Not a problem. You know what I mean? I, you know, there's a few Chelsea players. Mm. There's a lad at, uh Rotherham, there's a lad at Huddersfield, you know, quality, quality footballers, you know, give you, how you quoi, to something different, that, you know, something that fans can idolise, you know, and, uh, yeah, you know, Neil's got my number, not a
1: problem. Well, there we go, you don't get better than that, do you? What, what a kind offer, Blakey. Um, let's let's finish them with the uh, FA Cup, back, we've had plenty of debates about the FA, FA Cup, plenty of debates about the let's... FA Cup in the past, let's deal with the two issues then it's going to be a change Cardiff team Warnock's already said that warned the fans if you like he said he wanted to be honest and up front and the kick-off time let's start with the kickoff time half past 11 Fulham fans certainly not happy Cardiff fans supporting them I know they've complained to BBC Wales ridiculous or fair enough in this day and age it is what it is John Uh, it is fair enough you know Um,
0: TV controls things as simple as that you know if you don't Who wants to watch football on the telly at past 11? Who wants to earn 100 grand a week? They all do. So, (laughs) you know, you can't have your cake and eat it, can you? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, You take it away and then, you know, depresses wages and people are earning 5 grand a week in the championship instead of 25 grand a week. So, Mm -hmm. you know, whilst you might complain about it, at the same time, you've got to realise that's why you're earning such good money. So, Mm -hmm. it's a one-off. It's the FA Cup. I suppose it's a special occasion. Why not? It's only
2: an hour, John. I mean, there's regular football at 12.30 these days. There are La Liga and Serie A games in Spain, Litti, respectively, that kick off that time of the morning as yeah. well. Um, so, it is what it is, I suppose. Um, it's very different, though. I remember, as will many Cardiff fans listening to this now, watching Blakey himself score that never-to-be-forgotten winner against Man City. Was that a third round or a fourth round game?
0: I can't remember. That was the fourth because we was were playing Luton in the fifth, I think.
2: Fourth round. Um have even in you know, fifth. Pact Park, great atmosphere. It's going to be the antithesis of that this weekend. <laughs> it really is. One of my sons said to me yesterday, what, Dad, what sort of crowd do you think they'll have at the game? You know, and I, I suddenly thought, I don't know, 9,000? He said, will it even be that? And I said, oh, maybe at 1 I don't know mm. I have no idea what yeah, the gate it could be, the be a full house it could be well no it won't be a full <laughs> house it'll be it'll be, it'll be a four figure gate is my guess I may be totally wrong yeah. um, Warnock you know he has been honest it Is it is the reserves the second team um, but then again you know as, as Blakey said Cardiff have got a lot of numbers on their box yeah. you know they yeah. may lack like some quality I right? so is. there's a lot of numbers there's an opportunity to go actually and, and go and watch the likes of emmy Hughes and Jazz Richards and all these players mm. who came here. Mm. Some of them in the what summer. Emmy
1: Hughes, he was the marquee summer signing. I don't know, you know a bit about. I think the people got place, carried away with the Welsh thing. Did he get carried away with the Welsh thing, or? I think so. Yeah, but I think what, he's a good what player. I was, what I would
2: say about him is that when I've seen him play for Wales, he's been outstanding. Mm, yeah, he really. He's really, a good player. You know what? I would have thought he is a walnut midfielder to the team. Clearly, it's not the case, but. He's got presence. He he gets up and down the pitch. He scores goals. He's good in his own penalty box, clearing the ball. There's something about him. I think I watch him play against the likes of the Netherlands for Wales, and he looks really good. And yet, at club level, well, this is the problem. Well, this is the problem.
0: Well, uh, I think there comes a time when you know you've got if you're that good internationally, you've got to be bossing. You know, Neil Warlock, he, he should be the main man of Cardiff then. You know, because he <coughs> can tackle, like Gunnison, he can run, he can finish. So he can do it all. He can They, he's the they say he we're a talking talking earlier on. That right, be, he, he's, he's, he he's 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 a defensive he can play in that number six role which he's more known for, which I think actually doesn't do him any favours because I think he's so good going forward. If he really developed his game over the next year or so, he could be more of an Aaron Ramsey type player than uh, Joe Ledley type player, but hey, that's just my opinion. Mm. But at his age, was he 23? You know, it, mate, 23, you should be the main man. And it's, you know, it comes down to your performance level. And, you know, for any player to say, oh, well, I'm not getting an opportunity, I think is a, not a bit of a nonsense. Yeah, it's a bit of a nonsense because, you know, you are going to get opportunities. And, you know, it's clear, Neil Warnock is looking bit by bit throughout the whole squad, as you've seen with Kenneth Zahaw. Yeah, because no-one's yeah. seen that one coming, yeah. you know. And he's come and he's done what he's done. He's in the team. Bruno Manga, let's not forget, was in the wilderness, you know, yeah. two weeks ago. But
1: he even gave Gunungi a bit of a sniff. And he gave expect, he? so he's he given people him. opportunity, mm.
0: so... It's for Emir to, uh, you know, say, okay, my job is to get in front of the likes of Raouls. You know, goodness playing at too high a level to get in front of him, but there's a space there Raoul's, that midfield spot, is is up for grabs for me. It's still a place. Sometimes Whitnam, sometimes it's Raoul, sometimes it's Emir. Emir's gotta take it and 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 use you use it and say this is my spot so the game against Fulham you know you, you expect big things from these players otherwise you know opportunity doesn't come over time this is I think uh, a fault of the young player today they think I've been at the club three years and I haven't had an opportunity and I hate to say it and bit of bad news you have to earn your opportunity I have to be better than Gunnison or I have to be better than Rounds on a day in day out basis get my opportunity 20 minutes here 20 minutes there and affect the game in a positive way so then the manager goes Do you know what you're starting the next game yeah you've come on sub four times made an impact got me a goal played really well so I tell you what Joe your performance level down at a five or six at the moment and me and you go and away you go that's the way it is
1: mm. it's got to be earned mate yeah, well, fingers crossed he can show us uh, what he's capable of on the weekend. Mm. Let's finish with the uh, usual predictions. Does anyone care? I don't know, about You seem a bit downbeat yeah, about the well, FA Cup. Well no I, am, but I love the Cup. <laughs> I only, can't it. believe It's, anyone it. doesn't it's, love it's the only FA nine Cup. years ago that
2: Cardiff were in the final, remember? <laughs> so, yeah. you know, I suppose yeah, we could yeah, have a well really. stream again. But, you never know. It all. Um, I think Cardiff will probably win. They've got home advantage. Warnock will have these players fired up to prove the very points that Nathan's mm-hmm. just saying that uh, they deserve a place in the team for the next game against Bristol City away. Um so Fulham have been flying this season, haven't they? But I, mm. I think I think
0: Cardiff will probably win this one to be honest. I think Hobert Vartis Cardiff I would say as well. And if you look at the subs from Saturday, you know <coughs> Jazz Richards, Craig Noon, Pilkington, Connolly, Lambert, Hughes you know, you've got to say, add a few, two or three go, more. Go through
2: it. that list again. Uh, this is Monday, not Saturday. Yeah. Richards,
0: Noon, Pilkington, Connolly, Lambert, Hughes, Do you know what, John? Wilson. There's,
2: there are so many teams in the Premier in the Premier League, in the in Championship, Championship who would love to have those players like on their books. Yeah.
0: And that's just some
2: of Pilgerton the players. Pilkington is a really good player, mm. you know. Connolly's a good defender. Mm. Shows the strength and depth Cardiff have got, of. Yeah, <laughs> They
1: just yeah. lack I mean, a little
0: bit. Of quality what's, what's name so I think is. his name now? The blonde boy. Um, plays an advanced midfield role. Immers. Immers. People like, like that. i forgotten about Immers. Mm, yeah. it, there you go. You know. Um, left left winger. My memory's gone. I think it's too much Christmas pudding. Which left winger? Uh, young Cardiff lad. Left sided player. Quick. Declan. John. Declan
1: it's been a long time since we saw Declan well that's what I'm
0: saying (laughs) you know there's a a lot of players with a lot of first team experience let's not forget Declan's been out a long time on loan as well declan was
2: Premier League regular as well right right, so he's got a lot of
0: experience so you know it's time for players to to start stepping up mate really Mm. I think there's been too many players who are 8, 9 out of 10 has been playing or been at the club and been playing at Four, five, five, six for way too long.
2: So then, what we're saying here is that Cardiff's reserves are better than Fulham's reserves. So it's a Cardiff win into the and a march into the fourth round. Yeah, I would say a Cardiff
0: three-one win.
1: Okay, nicely summed up. I think we'll uh, finish there. Thank you, chaps. Thank you for listening as always, and we will see you again next week. Take care.